Morning, folks. Welcome along to the LWB Club Champ Pod titled Pull Hard. Uh, it is in association with Cork and Precast. Thanks, Stevie Recovery, Craig Carney Web Design, Balloons and Sweet Treats, Brendan Cabinet Furniture, and Breed Known and Physiotherapy. We thank them for their continued support to us over the club championship. Stevie Barmerick and Joe Nolan join me once more. Morning, lads. How's things? Morning, Kev. How are you doing? Kevin, uh, not too bad. We were saying yeah. we call this L- LWBAM, like a, like a certain national broadcaster <laughs> uh, needs most. Thanks for taking the call of duty early on. Uh, we're giving we're giving the fans a treat this uh, fine Monday morning, lads, and I uh, hope you are keeping well. Steve, you're in Crow Park yesterday, first time in twenty years. Did you enjoy it? Oh Jesus, let us tell you. I said I said you off air there. You could nearly go after the parade. No, that's it'd be. It'd be that much buzzing after like the match itself and then sure up. Um, I said I had me there in 20 years, and like we were in early, we we're in early, there's only one match, and you're freaking saying Jeez, you know, how do you gauge this? And you're looking to go out and have a pint and however and take your time, and then you get a missed call from Danny Kirk. Danny Kirk's at a match, you know, you want me open them at some stage. So um like the parade and the, the you're looking at the warm-ups and things like that, or the Davin stand there, you're, you're going to get the close-up of the got the limerick and like you look at they're doing things like just in the warm-up that any club team is doing just they're doing it you know you could see them up in the gears they're showing the, the warm-up like you know different things and just the noise the noise in the parade like was unbelievable i mean i i got my hair cut saturday like i had no hair left in the back of my neck be standing up by god it was just something else and like the match and when right match then you're, you're you're trying to keep off i'll be honest if you're trying to keep off the freaking twitter and that they'll see right you're looking at in real time how good is it how whatever it is and look at, i actually thought the first half of talking kenny a couple of times under that much pressure puckles weren't getting out and you know they needed a little bit more they were hanging on by the court heads and i honestly think any other team yesterday wouldn't have been within 10 points of uh limerick at the end of the game and here kenny got back down to 15 different scores like 14 from play just needed a little small thing. I don't know what it would have been, but like just Limerick had answers every time. Got level, couple two or three occasions. Next minute, someone steps up. But look, just the puckouts, Nicky Quaid's puckouts. Looking at them, Garrod Higgerty makes a run. What do you do? Jesus, like he's just he makes a run and he's he's on Paddy Deegan. Was he scored two points himself? Like and uh, just. You're in awe of these players, like, and till you see him, like, you see him with Limerick playing in Carlow, was it four years ago in the in the Chris, uh, the John McDonough, and they were on the, at that stage. Now they were only, you know, that was the year the one dollar and after, and we knew like they were coming in a decent team, but like the just, I, I nearly come over like you need two days to analyze it like alone because. Um, you need two days to get home over anyway, Stevie. I uh, will go home. Go home again nine o'clock last night. What or eight o'clock actually? That was a personal best now. I think from an All Ireland. You're getting better. Uh, yeah. Um. Like, and the Limerick support look seemed to be a lot more green and white than black and amber. Um. All over the place. Um. But like Kenny, I said going up, the Camogie Club were doing a predicted score there, and uh, I looked back through that full time. There was no one near the the right score. I I went for. Limerick by a couple of points and Kilkenny get two goals, but I hadn't enough points on either side. Kilkenny got two goals, they can, you know, they need another one. And, uh, but to die with their boots on is the cliche, but uh, they couldn't have done a whole lot more. Um, I don't know, you were depending going in on players that hadn't played in, their, uh, in all Ireland before, probably having them eight or nine or ten games and probably didn't get enough of them to play that good. But you look, you're playing against Limerick, going for three. 
three in a row, four or five. So, you know, I imagine dropping in there, like you're playing the first all and possibly a lot of them are, could be second or third, but like they haven't won one a lot of them. So just, geez, was just, as I said, Saturday there was tickets going left, right and centre and will you take this one, take that one. The Davin standard at the back of the goal, you can see, you know, what's going on with the full back line, full forward line. And like I nearly had a heart attack after two minutes of looking at the, the lineups. Aaron Galan, I said, I should Mikey Butler be picking him up. Hugh Lawler was picking up Aaron Galan, and next one looked, there's an edge of the square, and there was no one inside the 65. Literally no one else for a full minute. And I was having heart attacks now looking at it because I said, you know, you're, you're looking at a, a club match and your own team is playing. Just don't have that much room in front of the goal. Now, in fairness, there was, they were back on the edge of the square, but then if the game takes off, then the room is not as much. But just, it's 20 years since that one, but it won't be 20 years, I'll be at the next one, I don't think. And the two boys came as well, like, you know, it was great, great. And I, I met a couple of people after that had children that I'd known the club as well, randomly, you know, just heard, and they were at the match, and I said, yeah, that's great. That's the way you get uh, interest in player, in, 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 lads going to play hurling, you know, whether it's they're following a any team or whoever, right, ideally following Carlo as well, but to have the interest, they're going to crop Park, looking at these players, they want to be down the field next Tuesday night, poking around the ball, out there this morning, poking around the ball, you know, that's what it's all about too, that the amount of children was at, there's a lad beside me with a young lad, I'd say he was, I wouldn't say he's going to school, now he's from Limerick, and uh, I'd say the child wasn't four years of age, like what, if you remember that game yesterday, brilliant, you know, so, Savage day out. Unbelievable effort from uh, from Kilkenny lads, in fairness. And I suppose growing up in a house with a mother from Cork, Kilkenny probably weren't the warmest of uh, <laughs> of teams in, in our house, I suppose. Uh, even though you had to respect what they've done and what they've done for such a long period of time. Well, I thought yesterday, like it was one of the first and probably one of the only times I would have, I would have said, Jesus, I hope, actually hope Kilkenny win this one. Like, you know, because before, I'm always for the underdog anyway, and it wasn't even a Kilkenny thing. It's just if someone's winning the whole time, you want to see an underdog kind of win. But I just thought what they did yesterday and yeah. what they did throughout the season when they pretty much weren't really given a hope was amazing. And again, testament to Mr. Cody and the spirit that he creates in his side and the never say that attitude. And like most years, they come out in the second half, a couple of goals gone in the first 10 or 15 minutes of it. They're back in the game. They have a great, they have a great chance. Um, and I thought like their, their subs in particular were fantastic. It wasn't a set up beautifully for Richie Hogan to go on and win it. And his first touch all year, he pops a savage point. Um, like, yeah, you have to say, fair play. Limerick kind of got rid of that asterisk beside their name that they hadn't beaten Kilkenny in the final or whatever. And Kilkenny were the only thing to beat him over the last five years. And you have to say, fair play to them. Um, this whole thing about are Limerick coming back into the pack or is everyone else coming back up? I actually, I think there's more in Limerick again. I'm actually frightened by them, lads. I think they're an outrageous side. Joe, I'll ask you this one. And it's a topic that's put out there, even though they haven't won four in a row yet. Are they as good or are they better than the Kilkenny side that won four in a row, do you think? It's a hard one to call, Kevin, isn't it? Um, I mean, that, that team, that four in a row team from Kilkenny, apart from the four in a row, you're looking at lads with eight and nine All-Irelands, you know, scattered either side of, you know what I mean, in terms of uh, their dominance um, over a longer period. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't call I wouldn't call that Kilkenny. I wouldn't just say that four in a row team. You know, that group of players were probably the greatest hurling team we've seen mm-hmm. um, so far. But Limerick are, are are on the march in terms of um, you know getting there. Um, but they're unbelievable. I mean, I mean they are an unbelievable team. Um, I think the as someone I saw on Twitter there, they won their last three games by three points or less. Though you know, so there is kind of hope there for you know 
of hope for the teams coming after them. The only thing is, like what you said, said Kevin, there, like that they they probably have, you know, they probably have, want to have more room to improve, but the others probably maxed out. Probably Kenny and Galway maxed out in the last two games, and probably even Clare in the Munster final probably, you know, probably maxed out against them. And they seem just to have that extra little edge um, to get over teams. But I probably, uh, probably for their longevity, maybe I probably I would put that to Kenny team if you get me. Not just necessarily the four in a row team, but that group mm-hmm. of players, you know, Tommy Welsh, um, Henry, all them, that group of core players who have eight and nine all earned medals and ten all earned medals. Probably for their longevity, uh, I probably put them put them ahead of them. Um, yeah, Limerick are definitely going the right direction. Just unbelievable skill. Like the six halfbacks, I think scored was it in the first half even, or maybe nearly mm-hmm. in the second half that had scored. Like Stevie said, the spread of scores. You've Limerick with Aaron Gillan held. You know it was brilliant. The other days, I thought what do you call him? Uh, Hugh Lauder did a great job on him. Um, you know really shackled him. Uh, next thing, who steps up? You know everyone else steps up. You know it was just it was just unbelievable. I think you're right. Um, I, I think the occasion is brilliant, and I, I think it was marked with an f- incredible game of hurling that had absolutely everything in it. Physicality. The skill level was through the roof. Like, let's talk about tactics and setup and what Knirk brings to the game. You know, it's a big hobby horse of mine. Groot Hegarty going through for that first goal. If he misses the pickup, there's no goal. The ball is breaking out the field and it's just another clearance. He picks it up on the run at full tilt. Absolutely make sure to pick up in his hand and bang. And that's what makes the goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, was just, yeah. It, was, it was incredible in every in every aspect. Just a wonderful final. Another wonderful mm-hmm. final from the hurling point of view. Their, their physical strength is scary. Um, it's absolutely it. scary. Like you, you see yeah. the, the biggest Kilkenny lads hopping off them and they're it's not they're not budging. They're actually no. not budging at all. No. It, it's I, scary. It's absolutely yeah. scary. There was a photo after the Munster final, I think it was. There was six or seven yeah. of them together. Not only no. cheese graters, it stomachs like. That's yeah. that's what no. they were. They were I thought that I thought, like. Stevie, I thought that was a picture of our social hurling crew there on time. <laughs> oh sorry, that was that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Easy mistake to make, lads. Of fairness, yeah. yeah all, to always to get a six pack that have to go up against the the chicken wire fence. It's a <laughs> Car- Caroline comes in six packs as well. Um, yeah, I think the biggest disappointment from my point of view was that we didn't have a minor final or a John McDonough or anything like that before it. I think that's definitely a beat list. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I, I was talking about that on Twitter. Um, yeah, having the second game, not necessarily the minor game, but having the game before would be nice. Um, I, I do think it does add to the occasion. The minor thing, I think, I think this year proved that the minor is able to go standalone. Um, yeah. You know, I think that the, that the two Connacht teams played in a Connacht venue in a final, you know, more accessible. Um, you know, everyone from both counties able to attend. No kind of, no big mad panic for tickets. Off yeah, the end, probably there. That was one of the reasons I ended up going. Like, I hadn't much intention of going until Saturday evening, Saturday night. Tickets were still storing and well storing, yeah. and. If there was a minor final, it probably wouldn't have been as many storing. But now, I thought when we went in, we were in early two o'clock, I'd say. Um, and you're looking around going, is this place going to fill up? And no, there's an hour and a half still to go. But I didn't see any empty seats where I was. Now, there's, there's a couple in the upper, one of the upper stands, I think, that's just on Twitter. But they're going to probably have that anyway because it could be someone. Yeah, last minute. Mr. Flight yeah. coming in or something. You know, that's going to happen anyway. But I know full host come up on the screen. Um, that actually yeah. happened. That actually happened, Stevie. You now that you mention it to my to Breed's uh, brother and his family, they actually got stranded out in holidays in the south of France, and their Aer Lingus flight was cancelled, and they was, uh, 
five of them were meant to go up. Uh, Limerick and Kilkenny connections actually. Um, Bree's brother from Limerick or from Kilkenny, she is, and the wife from uh, the wife from Limerick and all the kids were going up, and uh, the flight was cancelled at the last minute and missed it. So there was probably think people like that coming back in. Yeah, but I, I I just think it was brilliant. I think right the, like you could make arguments for for different matches on the board. I think the minor let the minor stand alone. I mean, I, I was thinking like, how could you reconfigure? Could you, could you, is there some way that Joe McDonough final could be played before not necessarily holding up the championship, but the two finals for the Joe McDonough be known and let them go in and play their preliminary quarter final or whatever, and then prepare for an all Ireland final or something, you know, separate after the preliminary quarter finals or something. I don't know. Um, but I think the minor, I think other, other players from other counties or other, other things deserve maybe an appearance in Crow Park and all Ireland final day rather than maybe the minor teams of traditional counties, you know, who, you know, I always think about thinking about our, one of our own, Johnny Nevin. Well, he got three hundred and thirty plus appearances for the county, competitive appearances. Probably only played in Crow Park maybe a couple of times, Stevie. But he played two or three times. Three or four. He played maybe, one, yeah. two, three, four, five max. It's a, yeah. played, played a couple of football. He played played yeah. some fine dollar and B to find the dollar and or the yeah, it's a four or five. You know, but it wouldn't be a great occasion for for hurlers from a you know from the yeah. less traditional counties to appear. But anyway, look, that's the debate for another day. Just a great that's occasion, true. anyway. Yeah, sure was. Uh, right. Well, bring things back closer to home. So, uh, over the weekend, we now have a clearer picture of what's happening in the Carlisle Hurling Championship. We know the four teams that are going to be in the semi-finals, despite the fact that there's another round to play. So they're uh, pretty much just playing off for places, and we we'll go through the, the permutations of that very very shortly. But we'll we'll go through the games then. So. When when Rangers and Nair breed, I suppose when we look at this on beforehand, we were thinking <laughs> probably a comfortable enough victory for Rangers, which I suppose in the end it was by the margin of score, but at half time there's only three points in it, Stevie, which would have been that would have been a bit of a surprise in fairness. Um I know you took great uh, heart uh, after the game. You were very happy with the effort that your lads put in because I know you know um you're under pressure numbers wise and stuff. Yeah, look we knew all week we're we're down to barely sixteen players and and um, for various reasons and um, and I said look I said that every podcast has been on just to get on with it and whoever it is it's been all year we have had injuries or different things going on and we, we've had you know tight numbers panel about twenty one and that's it get on with it no nothing else and uh, yeah we seven four and a half time um on this probably I think it was thirteen miles apiece in the game um. Unless you missed about, let's say, Evan Keely missed the first two frees, he had a run tight in the sideline, and they missed about three or four from playing to a strong son, probably wasn't the help. The other end, we missed two or three frees, just an inch wide, with two goal chances. We're talking about Gerard Hegarty getting the pick up, we just didn't get the pick up and we're in behind. And uh, Range came off after half time, they got a goal behind the first minute, and the results kind of put to bed then because you know, it's we're on seven. Six, seven, eight, but the base kept still playing away. Like, and you know, Aaron got a goal near the end uh, from a free. Uh, it's the first goal we've got. Um, yeah, look, it's learning curve. And in fairness, another lad made his debut the other night, Zach Kelly. They would have been injured all last year, it was over minor last year. Um, so just to build with the lads we had there the other night, and and, and look, the match the weekend now against my Nevon, it's a it's uh both teams rode the championship but both teams want to win it so yeah like it's uh, you're looking at the physicality you're saying about you're saying about limerick looking at mount Rangers, then 
in the in the flesh when they're down the field there, Richard Kelly, Dermot Bourne, these lads like balls coming in like this, you know, they're they're not dropping these balls. These are not going to be dropped. They're going to be get the good delivery to the forwards if they get room out the field. And uh, you know, we our work rate was savage at all for what we had. And uh we just, you know, take what we can over and Hopefully the match next Saturday, the three games run on Saturday, we're out in Fenna, the other two games are in Dr. Cullen. Um, so everyone's fighting for place and sure it's no different with ourselves in Navarre to see one who will win that to finish fifth in the table. So um yeah, and the big thing I've looked at is to see actually how other teams are reacting to us. And I, I, I know when Nestor Andrew down to numbers as well, like Paul Cody went off a half time and came back on for the injured Kieran Cabinet. So they have, they have a lot of lads out injured, and we know that as well, like that uh, you're not playing a team flying off the, you know, the, the, the turf, like the, the could be in the two or three weeks' time, whether they have many of them back or not. But um, so, yeah, look, we're. we're one thing I will say with the championship looking ahead now after being knee deep in it, um with the all the championships going on to one him with under twenties and that as well. Um worked well last year, probably not as well this year with different things. Clubs have had to give walkovers for various reasons in the under twenty and the junior then are just bringing in like we got walkover to the night of Leicester Rangers. Um and like that's their third team. You know, they're struggling because and while an achievement have three teams down there. Savage, I'd never give over anyone a walkover. There's reason because you can walk over, whoever it is, it is that's your go. But to have three teams, Sam and Michael as well, like Savage, to have that, and there's lots going away for summer. There's lots pushed up from one team to the other, then it's going to have lay, lay a tin of the next team, and that's just the way it is. But just I think the whole thing is going to have to be looked at. Joe's definitely Joe's suggestion of the, the panel of players for one team. They suggested the hurling forum definitely has to come into play. I think some bit that you name fifteen or whatever. I know you might end up with some teams getting a bit more of a uh, an advantage with it. But if it's to get games played, we all want games played at all possible. So I think that's just you know when the whole thing is over, it has to be looked at again. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. That's Stevie. Obviously, it wasn't that your um, it wasn't a draw match on the other night. There, was, we were playing intermediate. But I agree with you. This year, um, I suppose we're getting that that after COVID kick in terms of lads away as well, apart from injuries, um, you know, players holiday and players gone abroad. Um, and we are seeing the knock on effects in terms of numbers, um, you know, at under 20 level, you know, seeing it I suppose with ourselves, we're tight, you know, intermediate tight. I know Sam Mullins were tight under 20, you know, Sam Mullins feeling three teams well. You're, you're just very, very tight this year. And the games then, you're bound to lose lads as well with the under 20 kind of midweek as well it's and um you know in terms of injuries and work and so on and everything and you know it, it was a fabulous championship last year and ran and ran well fabulous hurling in it but I, I think maybe it could be something that, that might have to be looked at that that overlap there's a huge overlap now and i think you know you've probably seen it with your own lads as well you know we'd have a good few lads overlapping i know bagnestown have, have a lot probably maybe Maybe more well, maybe Manchester Rangers the minute well, but there's a huge overlap there um, at senior level, and that's not been you know uh, that's not looking down our nose at anyone who's hurling intermediate or junior as well. But from a senior point of view, um, two two heavy games in a week is is it's taking its toll I think on on players and, and bodies and, and numbers and all. So it might yeah, be something that has to be Yeah, we just see there even I know from the, the games the reports in the paper like Ross Dermody played in goal for us. And, 
one and a half games. Would he start out the field the senior? Eric English played in golf ball and killing, he's played out the field. Jack Dale played in golf ball in You know, yeah, so that's that's not you know, they're all they're all like I, well, I can speak one hundred percent for for Eric anyway. Eric, Eric was carrying a knock, uh, but we without playing him, we actually I don't think we had a sub that night down in Sevens, and um, you know it was either either not play either either he had to play in goal or we play with fourteen. You know that's where we were at like after a senior game at the weekend, and it's like what you said, Kevin. I know what you're going to say there. It's, probably, it's not where we want to see our under twenty players playing. Um, you know you so your best your best players always playing the goal, John. Do you not know that, no? Of course. Um, but I mean, like Jake Dale, Jake Dale and Eric English actually, like as you said there, and I know you mentioned Ross, but Jake Dale and Eric English played in goal for their teams respectively there during the championship at some stage. And I remember a minor a minor semi-final, is it two years ago now, where I think between the two of them they scored like a nearly 330, you know. In a that was a great game. That was, yeah, I remember. That, that was game. unbelievable. One of the yeah. best, uh, I've a, a best exhibition of free-taking I've by two young men I have ever seen. Bar, I don't care, whatever minor all Ireland or anything. I remember the two, Eugene, Eugene Clunan and Eugene O'Neill and one minor all Ireland final. The two boys free taken and, and scores from play that day was, were incredible. It was top pitch in there. McGrath Park, wasn't it, I think? Top pitch in McGrath Park. Yeah. It was, Jake Dyle, I think, finished with, like, say, maybe 3-16 and Eric finished with, like, 17 points or something, like, mental scoring, you know. They were unbelievable. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's we not what you already want to see, where he, where he wants the under twenty players hurling, you know, you don't want to see, you don't want to see that. So look, maybe look, maybe, you know, maybe I think it might be something that might be looked at, yeah, going forward. Yeah, well, well, Ron, now can I can I throw out this one, right? Um, could we re- rechristen? I know we spoke about structures previously in this championship, right, and on this podcast. Uh, could we rechristen it league championship, even though all the county players are back, and then at the end of the five games which we have now, put one and two through to a semi final, and let three play six and pl- and four play five and fake it. Rather than having one last round of dead rubber, do you know that sort of way, or yeah. is that fair? Like I know we did that one year in the minor championship back in '09 when I was minor at that time, and lads were given out because I think Car- we're Carrotown six out of eight teams or six out of seven teams or something ended up getting to the final. Lads were like, "Well, sure, just let to get there, just let the bet the teams." But I don't know. That's not fixing the issue of all the, all the grades together. I know it's a separate point. Yeah. Like, but, well, um, I, I think that might be. Yeah, I, I, I know. I suppose you're, you're, from a calendar point of view, I suppose it's for, for, us being, for us being selfish, maybe from the point of view of hurling games, or not selfish, but maybe speaking from a hurling point of view, or on the flip side, football, if you're doing the same, you'd say, look, great, more competitive games, you know, it's a bit of bite to it, but then there's whatever, many weeks that. that We've got to play, though, don't we? We've like, it was we, last weekend, we know again. Yeah, but so, you, you, you need one, like, I mean, if you look at, like, anyone who's a dual player, have no like whoever plays in the final. Just say if it's Rangers and if it's whoever. Sure, I think it makes no difference really now because they're they're all going to be dual players. Say, like you know what I mean? Because they're all going to championship the following week. Football championship is starting the following week. What's so, a gap? There's a gap of a week, I think. Was there a gap? Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay, so you only two well, gaps. Two extra sorry. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like you want to give players, like you need players have to have lives too, in fairness, and 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 get back to their clubs. You know, yeah. as in code so. It's hard to know. Like I mean, look, yeah, there would be more bite to it. There would be another game, uh, you know. But I suppose calendar point of view, maybe that's where the squeeze is on, you know. Mm. Yep, we'll leave it to the experts to, to fix it, lads. Um, okay, right. Just a word on the other two games, and then we'll go into the permutations, which are going to take a bit of time to to explain. I think so. 
Uh, we'll go with Bannon Killen and St. Mullins first. So, uh, talk us through this one, Joy. Yep. Big win for us. Um, deserve it. I suppose if anyone who's in at the game, um, it was our first half that really cemented our cemented our victory. Um, 214 to 1-9. And sorry, it was Rangers 220, Nebri 1-8. I should have put that out there as well. Yeah. 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 So, um, first half really cemented our victory, I think. And I think Stevie would agree with me there on that. Um, we we came out of blocks um like a train started probably the best 30 minutes of hurling i would say we produced in a long 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 time i'd have to say um probably i suppose for us well we, we probably were you know like in first seven months they've been they were down a lot of key players we, we probably had everyone back with a bit of hurling under their belt as well so that was that was a big plus for us um started strong um great start mark foley got a goal after a couple of minutes uh great, great finish coming across uh, from the stand side across towards hers finished off his right hand side we built off there um sean murphy was 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 excellent in the first half winning puck outs going direct at st mullins got a couple of points drew a few frees you know kieran whelan tapped you know excellent on them dave english with a long range free just every, everything that was going, everything that was good about us, I suppose, that we were capable of producing, we probably produced in that first half. Um, and I thought um, we were full value and probably even probably left a few more scores behind us in that first half. Um, suppose that left St. Mullins with a big mountain to climb, um, you know, at half, at, at, in, this, in the second half. Paddy Kavanagh, or sorry, um, Paddy Kavanagh got the second goal for us as well. Uh, a very good finish breaking in behind as well. Um, so it did leave St. Mullins with a mountain to climb in the second half, but um, I suppose no one St. Mullins, and as we, we've seen from every game that they've hurled in the last number of years, um, they gave us some battle in the second half. I think they outscored us maybe, a, was it one, five to five points, I think, in the second half. Stevie, was that right? I think you, you may have it there. Um. Yeah, it was a half time two nine to four. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was one, yeah, one five to five. And like the goal they got, um, Paddy Ball and yeah. used the, the speed of that. Who, I don't know who was it, I can't remember exactly who hit it off. It was the sideline in front of us. The turn and the finish, like Thomas Dowling had in the hope, as good as going no. to see anywhere. No. No. Absolutely no. cracker. Yeah. And in fairness, they're, they're piled under pressure. They probably got the grips to uh, uh, with our puck out in the second half. Um, we didn't have as big a, a launch pad in the second half. Um, you know the third they, they got they got on top was probably in, in our half forward lane slash half back lane and they, they turned an awful lot of ball yeah, the damage the damage was done at that time like choo choo missed high scored for us have you able three wide as well and yeah um who was it should have got another goal uh like the second half but like Cormac Lomax uh Park Hines former lads come back from home team no day Park Hines gone a quarter of ball now yeah enough for that's yeah, our, our, our football team so yeah, their work definitely improved yeah, our work rate was excellent. Um, probably even throughout when we were chasing the game. Oh, sorry, not chasing the game. When, when St. Mullins had their, their period of dominance, um, our work rate still was excellent. Like We probably never looked like conceding another goal or two. I thought our full back line was very steady, I thought. Um, I know kind of Sean was drifting out, but Dion was, was excellent and Michal were excellent in there. And, and probably never, never, we never really, we were never under serious pressure inside in our full back lane. Uh, and you know, and I think that was a big platform for us, despite the pressure that seven months are putting on. We know we didn't look like we were going to see the goal in the second half. Um, but yeah, you know, from a Ballinkillen point of view, very happy with the win. 
probably you know we probably needed to win that game you know um i know we needed to win in terms of to we'd get the points but you know, those are games if we've ambitions um, to push on and, and uh, you know, go at hard for at a county title that we needed to be winning. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, you have a St. Mullins team there with, with James Dale to come back, Paul Dale to come back, um, you know, just to name just to name two lads to come into it. Um, you know, um, big additions, you know, um, they'll be a different animal, um, you know, if, if we get a chance to play them again. In the championship, there'll be different animals. So when they were there, I suppose they're to be beaten. We needed to be beating them. Um, but from Ballinkillen's point of view, probably the second half, how we faded out a little bit, would probably be something that the lads will, will work on and maybe review and see what they can take from it. From a St. Mullins point of view, the poor start, you know, um, I think killed them. Um, I thought from a tactical point of view, I. Caught in the first half, in fairness, uh, Jack Hadnall was picking up uh, Sean Murphy. Um, and, you know, it's, that was always going to be a massive battle. Um, I don't think, in fairness to Jack, I, I, I don't think he, I won't say he got enough help off his players, but um, I, 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 like there was a huge amount of space left in front of him and he was, you know, trying to talk lads across and so on. Um, and I think it left us a big avenue there uh, to hit, you know, for Tomas's puckouts down in the first half. Um, you know, we create give credit to our lads too I suppose we created the space in front of them but in fairness to to you know to to Jackie didn't get much protection there and that might be something like if we meet again that you know that they might look at um because you know it's 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 he's a key he was a key man for our, for us in the first half I suppose in the second half they did manage to cut that supply line and, and it worked um but yeah we look we'll be happy with it um happy with the win happy with the first half performance uh second half definitely need would need improving defensively strong throughout so they'll take that from that st mullins uh like we said poor start killer um maybe you know they made a few tweaks maybe in the second half as well in terms of personnel and positioning and i think they probably got more joy from it um and you know i i, I think they'll look you know they'll, they'll know that they have a bit of improvement to do but i think they'll know that they have a couple of personnel to bring back in as well and that might strengthen their hand going forward as well so but a good championship match yeah good championship fair stevie biden and sound girls 216 they've won 114 talks for this one yeah um they've won probably a couple of tweaks in their team that had um just looking at here now colin beck started uh midfield on horse you back as well um yeah it, it, to go send it off at about 20 minutes to end cabinet it was just before half time i think it was it um doing cabinet got straight red um bikers would just seem to have the number all over the field just just about like there was that little they had a little bit extra on them um paddy mcdonald again was was a was a torn their side mm-hmm. got crack of a ball um i don't know who hit the ball jack mccullough he had he had the three points so he's usual work rate and he's second he's actually second mm-hmm. shot or he's he was going for another point and it kind of dropped short and Je- uh, Jamie Clark just got in between Brian Tracy in the corner back to, for the second goal. That kind of put the game to, you know, four or five points lead there with, you know, five, six minutes to go. Um, they were, yeah, they were just about, you know, they were, they were, they were uncomfortable, but they were, they were three points better team. It's a four, just about. Um, James O'Hara was back for, for Navon. Um, 
I think now the jerseys, I think Michael Cabinet could have got a good point here at the end of it there. He was down as wearing number two or he was down as wearing three in the program, but I don't think that was right. Um Brian Carson <laughs> Savage save from just forget who it was. Now this this was yeah. in the start second half to keep him in the game. Yeah. Um like they got back a couple of times, they got back to a point. Did they get back level, Joe? I don't know. Did they get back level? I think they did. They did, yeah. Yeah, Carl Chess took over freeze and Brian Cavanaugh was gone. Like, and he missed an arrow and he mm-hmm. nailed everyone and got one from play. Um I, I think Stevie just even there going back into the start of the, the start of the game, um, Navon were in the probably a two snips or two goal chances could have been a different Yeah, Carl Tracy and yeah, they, they had yeah, and they need probably one they, they finished strong in the games. Their start has been the downfall, probably and look at sending off in both the last games, not a help either. Um, you know, you're playing 14 for the time, it's, it's and, a, and especially it's probably especially as well, like Dwayne and Fernestone has probably been their most consistent player this year, especially as a forward. He's been, you know, he was, you know, uh, no one you don't need to lose anyone, but you're losing him, even though, like you said, Carl was excellent on the freeze, but Dwayne has been. Excellent throughout, you know what I mean. He was a, he was a massive blow that way. Um, I thought now to be honest with you. Um, but the Jeremy had come back now was a help to the town as well. Like he caught, carried yeah. a lot of ball, you know. And, um, he looked sharp, didn't he? He looked, he looked yeah. sharp for, you know, he played a lot of good ball in. He was out centre forward as well and played a lot of decent, yeah, and really good ball inside. Go back to the boys there. It's like, Conor Lomax and Parry Pines, Mikey Barnick with us. Like these lads need time to come back. Like you know, they haven't been playing competitive hurling. The whole year they wouldn't have played a game hardly with the teams and um the it makes a difference that the you know to get the game time that's probably one plus of the their championship being um their championship games being tight on top of another rail to they want to have the fitness to back it up so that's not going to be an issue to, to get the hurling and in, into your into your system so mm-hmm. um yeah bang some girls on and balling killing at the weekend it's Fight for place, a different place. As you said, Kevin, you go through the permutations. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it now, sir. No better time. Uh, so, off the sun here. <laughs> Rangers, Rangers are on eight points, four and four plus four to nine score difference, and the dog is not happy about that. <laughs> the dog is from set one in CV, is he? <laughs> uh, Ballin Killen uh, on six points, uh, plus sixteen score difference. Uh, Set Mullins also on sixteen or on six points, I should say, but uh, twenty-one score difference. Uh, minus on Gales four points, minus four score difference. Uh, Navon and uh, Navebreed, unfortunately, no points. Uh, minus twenty-three Navon, minus fifty-nine Navebreed. Um, and fixtures then just to roll all into one. So they're all on Saturday, five o'clock Netwatch Cullen Park Rangers versus Saint Mullins. Then at six o'clock out in the training centre. You have Navon and Nave Breed, and then a 6.45 back in Netwatch Cullen Park. It is Ballinkillen versus Bagnestown Gales. So we were going through the permutations, lads, and again, to the best of our knowledge, what may or may not happen. Um, if Rangers beat St. Mullins, then obviously they top the group. Uh, if St. Mullins beat Rangers, then starts getting a little bit tricky, I suppose. And uh, Ballinkillen and Bagnestown, there's a few different permutations, but in the clearest way possible, how, how do we actually explain this? Stevie, do you want to have a go at the first one for us? Right, well, look, if, if Sam Holmes beat Monster Rangers, and if Bagnestown beat Ballon Killen on the head-to-head, then it'll be Monster Rangers and Bagnestown semi-final, and the Sam Holmes, Ballon Killen, which, um, 
at the minute, is there, I'm just looking, is there any way you can have a Mount Rangers semi-final against Sam Mullins? Would score difference, like if Ballon Killen win and Sam Mullins win, the Mount Rangers win, it's going to come out the score difference. Bynastown would have to do... Well, it's not beyond the bounds of possibility, but you'd imagine Bynastown would have to win fairly well and Rangers would have to give Sam Mullins a serious tanking. Yeah, That's for... not like to say gratitude. I mean, a tanking is in a hammering. Yeah, um, if it's two teams together, it's going to be uh, on the head-to-head, and if it's three, it's the score difference. Um, so it's going to be interesting because there shouldn't be a hold-up between either game. I'd be surprised if there is any more than two or three points in either game. There are two local derbies, and that's can say what they want about their, their only fighting for places, but um, they're important games because the semi-finals the following week, and anyone that's getting the jersey starting jersey during the week is going to be looking to keep it and like Ballon Killen and, and, and Bangerstone anyway there's four or five related anyway and they'll be on the one proximity there Jack Dyle Styler Thomas Dowell and Andrew Kent I think they're all they'll be all knocking around the one area of the field there so I expect Ballon Killen to be going for Bangerstone over last year to be honest like I remember that, that game and yeah it, was, it would have been disappointing from a, you know, a local derby point of view so I, I think I think Ballon Killen will will win this one. Um, I think that win at the weekend is obviously standing them in good stead. Not saying Bayern sounds one over. Michel doesn't stand them in good stead as well. But I think they've uh, they've a lot to prove. You know, Bayern um, a few lads back there. Now they got game time. Yeah, the night, yeah. Um, that's would, the other side of it. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. Just going to say that's a big factor. Um, Ibini came in, JP Tracy came in. Looks like they're back. You know, back to a full hand. Uh, more or less. James Dyle went off with a shoulder injury. I suppose is only negative from the game it looked like he he was in a bit of order with his shoulder but the two boys coming back are, are fair additions now coming back into as i said coming back at the right time um so that would be interesting yeah i think from ballinghill my view definitely um last year was a lot of hurt there after last year you know a, a, a big 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 victory for Bidenstone gales and um you know i think the lads will our lads will want to i suppose you know try to Write that a little bit anyway. Um, in fairness, think... so if the if Kill did get a result, I don't think too many people beforehand would have expected Ballinkill to win four or five games in the group, like being very straight with you about it. Um, mm. and that would be that would be pretty good going, yeah. Well, no, I suppose, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I suppose the first one was like I, I said, the first one was a big one for us because to beat Navon kind of with a tighter panel than we maybe have now, and maybe you know. That was a big that was a bonus i think that really did set us up um you know for a tilt maybe at the others um you know i suppose you know and, and on saturday I, I didn't think we would pull away from St. ones as as we did at the start um but i was expecting a victory uh, as my predictions came true all my tr- all three predictions by the way came true um but uh, yeah, I suppose yeah. If we did get the second one, if we, sorry, if we did get the, the victory at the weekend, four out of five would be. I mean, look, you're you're probably that's as good as that's better than we would have you know imagined it, definitely. But uh, I think it'd be a cracking game between ourselves and Bagnestown. I don't think there'll be any shadow boxing. I think both teams will want to go at it. You know, you're only a week away from the semi final. Um, I never thought know, I'd say this, Joe. Sorry to interrupt you, right? But even though Rangers are playing set ones, I still think Bagnestown and Bagnestown is game again. <laughs> If he's right about it. Um, Pro- really, really, Pro- yeah. it probably could. It, it probably right. Maybe right. My Rangers are in a different place with lads coming back, and 
lads injured and you know they're kind of they're, they're, they're true and you know they'll, they'll be at one eye on the following weekend really and and St Mullins our season semi-finalists anyway and they, you know they, they're feckers for peak and you know then they can always do it I don't care who they have or haven't got or in or out and yeah. they're just always able to just produce have that yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think Bagnestown and Ballinkillen need that bit of momentum you know they need to bring something through um and I think that that's why next weekend's game between the two of them um, might might be a bit livelier than, you know, like kind of it won't be a dead rubber, I don't think, in terms of uh, two teams kind of just going yeah. through motions. Um, yeah. We were predictions, were we? Yeah. We were predictions. So uh, I'm going to go with Ballinkillen on that one. Um, Joe, you're obviously going with Ballinkillen, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie, who are you going with? Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go to the country anyway for the just one thing. Um, Ballon Killing, I go. Right, there you go. There you go. Jesus, that, that, I just hope I love that one. Um, and it's mad that the three of us have gone with Ballon Killing on that because there won't be a book of in it. But anyway, Rangers St. Mullins. Um, predictions for that one. I'm going Rangers. <coughs> Joy. I will go. Jesus, I, I, I go with, I'll go with Mullins to Rangers, but. You know, I I think I think both teams will hold their cards tight to chest. They probably won't be too worried about playing lads and giving them game time. Um, I'd say Paul Day will be back, or he should be back in terms of ready. I don't think he'll be chanced. I'm not sure what way the Rangers lads are, but I think they might just they might be they might have enough in the tank there in terms of depth in their panel that yeah. they'll probably get across the line. Okay, Steve. I'm gonna go for a draw. I haven't had one yet. Just doing games tight enough that. We could get a draw. Okay. But that'll that'll probably put to bed the the permutations unless there's a draw on the other one or well I don't know. I'm going for yeah. a draw anyway. We'll abstain from uh, we'll let you abstain from the predictions in uh near breeze and they have one. Um yeah, I, I I don't know who you're going to have or who you're not going to have, Stephen. I know you're not going to fucking tell me anyway, but <laughs> I I'd say like Dwayne Kavanaugh with the straight red, you'd assume he's not going to be there. That's that's a big, big loss for, for an A1, and neither of these two clubs have enough depth, unfortunately. That's just the way it is at the moment. They don't have the strength and depth. Um, I'll give Nair Breed the benefit of the doubt, but, yeah, just just because just because, just because I'm from there, uh, I'm going to go on Nair Breed. I'm going to be biased on this one. Yeah, I'll I probably, I probably go on Nair I I think there has to be... Uh a bit of a sting in him, you know, a um, bit of heart there. I know there's nothing to play for, but there's maybe just leaving leaving on a good note and, and trying to build on something for next year. Um, you know, I, I do think in terms of, you know, I think that's a, that's a big thing. I know we can't we won't look to the future and won't look past this weekend, but I think it's something probably Nave Owen will have to sit back and have a look at in terms of uh, the maybe, you know, what, what, what do they need to do to get um to get that level of consistency out of players maybe and you know um have a look at things there are plenty of bodies up there i mean as a club like you said fielding three teams year on year is fantastic big playing numbers intermediate senior junior you know they rarely lose too many players coming through producing quality players i think you know i think they'll this will be a it'll be a it'll be a long winter for for nave and i think um 
with a lot of maybe questions and a little bit of planning up there but it's not it's not all negative it's just what do we do to to tweak things but i think they'll want to end the year on a positive because it just it does put you in a different frame of mind going through not that obviously and uh, breed will want to do the same but i just think that that little bit of extra strength maybe in depth um might just get uh or nave Owen um across the line um but uh yeah just give him a nod um it'll right. be kind of a fun, funny game with nothing to play for really yeah uh junior hurling semi-finals this weekend uh friday night 7 30 netwatch colin park Warren rangers versus nave breed and on saturday you have the other semi-final uh three o'clock netwatch colin park one of the rangers versus st mullins so we'll get the predictions all in one uh, I will go Boran Rangers and St Mullins. Joe? Yeah, I think I'll go with the same, Kevin. Stevie? I'm sure I'm not going to Shannon again. I'll go with St Mullins another game. Yeah, that's grand. That's grand. You, can you won't be playing anyway, Stevie. Um, yeah, we want, we want to see a special guest appearance. Uh, yeah, the intermediate results from last weekend. Um, I'm just going to drop back here and grab a couple of those. I know Cracker of a game, I believe, between St. Mullins and Bindersong Gales. Bindersong Gales winning that one, 216 to 312. Uh, Cara Town, 215, Ballinkillen, six points. Joe, you were involved in that one. Yeah, yeah, I actually saw a bit of the Bindersong game as well. The St. Mullins one after our own, it started later. Looked like an excellent game, Harlan. Um, I don't think St. Mullins had James Murphy, I think, for that one, by the way. Uh, but yeah, um, our game, uh, yeah, Cara Town, fully deserving winners. Um, you know, they, they were, we, we kind of kept with them for the first half. I think it was five points in and a half time. Um, but they, they pulled away. They had the legs in the second half um, mm-hmm. and pulled away. Um, one man one man who was involved in that game, he knows I have a bit of a gripe with him. You know, he knows what it's about. <laughs> I won't mention who it is. He'll be listening in. He'll be listening in. He, with a few verbals on the, on, on the pitch and the way. Not, I want, he knows who he is. Sorry, bit of crack. <laughs> Denied me, uh, denied me a clear goal scoring chance. Huh? <laughs> um, under 20 championship, uh, Rangers 16 points, uh, Bainestone Gales 11, um, Navon 216, Ballinkillen 12. Yeah. Uh, the game with Navarre and Caratown didn't go ahead. Now, fixtures this week in terms of the uh, under 20 championship as well, uh, we have Navon versus Monaster Rangers that's on Wednesday at half seven in Moishal, and you've got St. Mullins and Bainestone Gales at the same time. In St Mullins and Stevie, uh, an air breeder to play Born Rangers in the WWE Championship at half seven in Kilbride. Um, just uh, or oh, the intermediate fixture, sorry, yeah. Uh, Carrotown play Monaster Rangers in Carrotown 7 30 on Friday, and St Mullins take on Ballin Killen at 7 30 uh, in St Mullins Friday as well. And last but not least, Navon at home to uh, Bindestone Gales at uh, 7 30. Uh, yeah, that's the. The under twenty Kev there just we two games there since our last podcast just with yeah just saw it up close and personal and said Bagnestown and uh Navon in the under twenty the Fed the Fed is the both defeated us. Uh two good games now in fairness well just you know, in fairness both both winning teams were full value for it. Um Bagnestown were quite strong, half back lane, a senior half back lane, Sean Wall, um, Darren Nolan, Neil Bulger, it's a great platform. Jake Dyle, like I said, playing the goal would come out. Jack McCullough just driving things and Paddy McDonald excellent from centre forward. I think he ended up 1 4, 1 5 against us. So a lot of youth in that team. I, I know I'm missing out a couple of other lads there who will be in and out on the senior panel as well. Um, but an impressive team. I know Mount Leicester Rangers beat them, I think, 16 points to 10 or something. 
uh, in the last game or 16 points to 12, something like that. So, you know, ding-dong battle. Um, Michel, very good team. Again, the players there last week. Uh, a lot of youth. Um, one man who I think is having a very impressive year for me, um, was very impressive for the 20s. I know he played in a different position there now. The other night was Jer Kavanagh for uh, Navon. Stevie, he was up number, number 13, I think, uh, last weekend. The senior. Yeah. He was excellent with for the under-20s. Um, so, uh, while we talk about maybe, um, you know, Michel needing to get a level of consistency, they have a lot of good young players coming through at under-20 level there. Um, and it might take a bit of patience and a bit of time and, you know, giving these lads another year or two to come on. But they, they have they certainly have talent there. Um, just a footnote on that, you know, um, the under-20 championship. Um, you know, it, it's like we said there, it's an interesting championship from the point of view of, of uh you know quality and all but it's amazing uh, looking at it when we're talking about on the line i was talking to the the management from bagginstown afterwards and we're, you're looking at the physical condition of the lads it's just incredible you know 20 years of age it's some set step up from say where we any of us were you know playing under 21 you know with the mix of sizes and you know dangly lads and skinny lads and all they're all just in fantastic um condition so it's it it shows where i suppose our games are going and on another a uh, little note there as well. Um, just at the Michael game, um, it was great to see um, Oshin Kelly up at the game. Um, you know, and he was at the senior game as well. Oshin has had a, uh, a you know, a, a, just a, a little blip. Um, you actually seen him in Claw Park yesterday, Joe. Yeah, brilliant. It, you know, I, brilliant. I, I, there, was a, there was someone over in the stand to the right of me on crutches, and I, I thought it was him because I seen him Saturday yeah. night in the match in Carlo, and I was looking at and I couldn't get a good look, but I, yeah. I was I couldn't think of right. the shop's name either until you said it there now. Yeah, Oshin Oshin would have played senior with with, with Navon and, and he had just a bad run of with health there recently and it was great to see him at the under twenty game and he's uh, an active partner with the under twenty management, um doing the stats and all for the lads. Obviously would have played senior and on underage with Michael all the way up, um young man. And it was just great to see him at the matches and, and uh, wish him well going forward. You know, he's a great chap and he's a fantastic attitude. So, you know, just great to see him there, you know. Good stuff. Stevie, uh, under-16, Kamogi semi-final this weekend, I think, as well. Yeah, they had a great victory last week. Though. They played Antrim two weeks ago there um, up, in, up in Antrim. Now, they got a good beating, but I had to be taken into consideration when Lester Andrews had played... Um, they failed the football the day before and four or five of them played that and they got on well in that like and uh the actually the results in that are kind of they're not there's always uh, if you were to look at the whole album you'd say right if Antrim beat such a team be that point that much the opposite would happen the next day the Antrim were the strongest team in it will say at the minute uh results wise but the the carla the young carla leds went up and played westmead the following weekend and 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 won well that they made a few changes i think in the Rosh and Jace up close to the goal and think she was devastating as she is. She's deadly. So they're playing um Leash in Hawkfield next Sunday. I think it's a it's an early start anyway. It's could be half eleven or twelve o'clock. And um wish them the best of luck. So they're, they're a decent team now. I've seen them in the under sixteen set the the they played Leash in the Leinster there and they were you know, they were Leash got a good start and go all in the first minute and Built on it from that, but I, I, you know, I'd say, but if they can get enough ball into the likes of Roshin and that in, in the full forward lane, which is a serious handful for any team, so I wish them the best of luck. The other semi final, I think, is Antrim and Offaly. I'm not sure, I think it's Antrim and Off. It's the other semi final, so um, yeah, the best of luck to them in that. Yeah, and a word for our uh, senior ladies footballers who uh, lost out in the other semi final the weekend. 
four last as well because we didn't have a pod last week. Uh, big effort put in by them this year. Turned around their season very well. Um, I know it's not consolation to them not getting to an all and final, but considering where they looked like they were heading at the start of the year to where they ended up, I think that was uh, very commendable. So very best luck to them going forward as well. Uh, any other business-wise before we finish up? Yeah, I'll just say well done to uh, Dara Coleman from Monster Rangers yesterday who featured in the the INTO or whatever it's called now. Um, they go to the, the games at halftime. Um, he was oh, up, yeah. I think, yeah. I think he was in the... Was he wearing the Kilkenny? Wearing the Kilkenny jersey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a nice little thing from a Carroll point of view to see a, a man in Crow Park and, and Pod there, I suppose, as well on the line, Pod Dwyer. Um, on the line, I suppose he's dis- disappointed not to be in the middle of it. Um, but he's, I think he's won. He might have another year left. I think there's an age, an age cut off for the for mm-hmm. the panels up there in terms of the refereeing and so on, which is unfortunate given the condition that the likes of he's in. He's in, you know, fantastic, keeps himself really well. Um, but maybe next year might be his year. Um, in fairness, I think he deserves one before before maybe he steps back from things. Um, but uh, it was nice to see a, a Carroll connection in Pro Park uh, yesterday, definitely. Mm-hmm. Joe, Stevie, thanks a million. We'll reconvene next week. No worries, Kevin. Thanks, thanks, there we go. We'll say goodbye to the lads. And uh, we just want to say a couple of things before we finish up. Firstly, uh, the jersey over the shoulder there. Um, a few people uh, have been in touch, obviously, and are uh, uh, paid up and all. They're going to be posted out uh, later this week, probably Thursday or Friday. They're still available. Uh, 25 euro um, plus the postage, but 25 euro if I can hand it over to you and uh, it does help get our brand exposure out there and uh, we're tidy enough as well when, when you wear them uh, in fairness they're actually nice enough looking so uh, yeah just a shout out for the jerseys uh, and just a shout out for our sponsors Cork and Precast Thanks Davy Recovery Craig Carney Web Design Balloons and Sweet Treats Brendan Cabinet Furniture and Breeze Nolan Physiotherapy much appreciated support as always and thanks to you the viewers and the listeners until next time goodbye and take care <laughs>